Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values. And a new experience. to this week's episode of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, a podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists that we believe are as good, if not better than that, in the mainstream. This week on the show, we have with me Wayne. Hello, everybody. Now, if my editing skills haven't worked out properly, Wayne may sound awful. We can only apologise for Wayne's sound. We're going through some changes at the moment and um yeah we're changing we're changing wayne is what we're doing we're gonna change wayne and uh also with me on this show our special guest she beats hello hello hello. this isn't gonna work Rich, it's She Jody Beat with from a... She Beat? Jody from She <laughs> Beat. I mean, is, that, is, it, is that the band name? Is it is She Beat the band name or is it just like... So I'm a solo artist. Is it like Simply Red? Art, my artist name is She Beat. But, so I, like, but my mother called me Jody. <laughs> okay, so it's like it's like Simply Red. It's one bloke, but he calls himself Simply Red. Well, you know, I always think that it's a good name for if I ever expand into a, a band setting. It's a, it's a good name for a band as well as a solo artist. But at the minute, it's just me. <laughs> okay. Jodie of She Beats. It's she, just she uh, singular. There's no S on the... A lot of people do put an S she on the beat. end, but it's just She Beats, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I did, didn't realise it was going to be so hard. <laughs> yeah, this this show has been cursed from the from the from the word go. Anyway, yeah. So we're going to have some artists to discuss. You'll get to listen to interviews with the artists that we're bringing. Uh, we're bringing, in fact, uh, Parallax Skies and oh, what's his name, Wayne? Sam Hardiman. Sam Hardiman. He was on the festival last week. I should remember that. He's a friend of EMR. Um, yeah, so we'll be listening to their interviews and listening to their music, discussing them and the likes. Yeah, and we'll be having a chat with She Beat at the end. Brilliant. Fantastic. Let's get this. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm not having this. We're having a wild card as well, aren't we? Oh, shit, yeah, we've got a wild card. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we'll have a wild card at some point. It's a good job you pointed that out. Um, yeah. God, this, mate. I'm, I'm just hoping that it's going to sound funny on the other end to the listener because it, it, from where I'm sitting, this is an awful episode. I'm, I'm, I'm in the intro. It's already, it's already gone pear-shaped. <laughs> it's okay. a classic episode. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment, I think. <laughs> right, okay, let's get on, let's go on to our first artist. Our first artist is going to be Parallax Skies. And I do... Is it Parallax Skies? Parallax Skies. Who interviewed them? Well, I haven't interviewed anybody for about a month, so it's got to be you. This is, <laughs> this is my interview with Parallax Skies and their song. Apparently. <laughs> it's just them talking on their own. Hello? Is anyone there? Hello? <laughs> Okay. If I remember right, we've had you on the sh- well, we've played your music on the show before. I think it was a uh, strike it lucky. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, I think it was last year, maybe September time, something like that. Yeah, I think Neil brought you to the main show as uh, one of his head-to-head songs. Yeah, we did. We did all right, from what I remember. I think. Uh, I think we did. We did okay in the head-to-head. Yeah. Um, yeah, love your music. It's the first time we've heard from you for a while. Is this uh, first bit of music you've put out for a while, or it is? Yeah, we um, we had a had a bit of a break um, over over Christmas. We're all there. We're slightly older guys, so um, I was forty in September, and um, other lads are around that age as well, maybe a little bit older. So we had a bit of a break off over the Christmas period. And then uh, managed to get into the studio back in um, the end of Feb. So yeah, we, we it, it took a little while. We had quite a bit of material ready to go in, but uh, I was in that statement on forty in May. So <laughs> well, I would say that it's been an all right year, but it, really it hasn't has. at all. It's been <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> it's been dreadful. I actually put on Facebook earlier for a laugh. I said, um, "Do you remember a couple of months ago when everybody was saying?" I'm glad 2019's over. Thank fuck for that. This is going to be my year. How's that working out for you? It's been pretty shit all told, like so. I'm quite enjoying it. To be fair, it feels like some sort of fucking Shaun of the Dead for me. It feels <laughs> like I'm living out a movie. I mean, I'm quite excited. I'm sure it'll kick in at some point, but at the moment, I'm kind of buzzing off it. I've been out and bought myself a massive crossbow and everything in case I need to shoot someone in the neck. That's it. I was putting barbed wire around the front of the car this morning, so uh, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for the people that maybe weren't listening last year at, uh, when you were last on, who is Parallax Skies and what are you all about? 
So um, we are a Newcastle-based band. There's myself, Andy Brown, and I'm singer and play a little bit of guitar. We've got uh, Paul Rooks who plays bass, um, Marty Hayes who plays drum, Ian T. Halls uh, who plays the lead guitar, and our second lead guitarist, George Stainsby. So cool. five-piece, um, shoegazy-style indie guitar-y um, jangly band from Newcastle. I was going to say, what's your sound? But you just said shoegaze. It's kind of electronic. <laughs> um, considering you're, you're in your forties, you know you, you're still keeping. Obviously, you've got your your eighties and your nineties influences in there, but you you're not like you're not you're not stuck in your ways. You're still keeping it quite fresh. Who would you say that you use as your influences? Well, we always say uh, kind of like the the late eighties alt. Alternative bands, the Cure, Echo, and the Bunnymen, people like that. But um, I, I still listen to quite a, a lot of new music. I don't really have a particular genre, but I would say definitely more guitar-based stuff. I quite like electronic music as well, so it's a, a challenging one to keep sounding fresh. I mean, we've all been in bands since we were fifteen, you know, so it, it's hard to keep cracking on and pushing out new stuff. Especially as you get older, you start. You, you, I found I lost my passion for bands um, a long time ago, and that's why I do this now. It's it's easy. it's like the, the the saying goes that those that can't teach, and it's, it's kind of like that for me. I I won't, so I'm talking about it. Yeah, it it does come to a point where you're playing on a Tuesday night, and uh, the other three bands on the bill don't have plectrums or turn up with leads or anything like that, and you. You've been at work all day. You've got kids at home, and you think, "What am I doing here? This is a, this is not right." But I think we've we've tried to kind of strike a nice balance. Um, we had, well, most of us had kids at kind of the same time, or had young kids, so gave up the gave up gigging for a while in in, in a few older bands before we joined and, and made Parallax Skies. But um, so there was a, a break of about three or four years for me where I didn't do anything apart from sit at home and try and write new stuff. And I think that kind of focuses you a bit. And we've set some rules up. We say, you know, there's certain places we won't play. There's certain nights we won't play. We, we're trying to balance it a bit a bit more for us rather than just being a, a total slog going around, which is why it takes forever to get stuff released and recorded because you, you're kind of organising the diaries of five guys that have got other stuff going on and people working away and working internationally and things like that. So it, it's quite tricky. Yeah, I think there's an evolution with artists. I think when you start off, you're in your 20s, you know, you're going to take over the world, you're going to be the biggest band in the world. And then I think a kind of realisation sets in that you like music and you love music, but you're probably not going to take over the world. But you still want to keep doing it anyway, and you're kind of like, um, you're toning it back a bit, and it becomes enjoyable again if you like because I mean I, mem- I remember when we were taking it serious in our band it became like a job and I, I, I kind of lost the love for the music and then as I got older I've been in bands since and we didn't take it as serious and I was able to enjoy enjoy it again I think that that's that's the balance it was for me anyway yeah that that's exactly it just trying to cut out all the bits that you don't like you know dragging your own gear half a mile for the worst load up up some stairs and you you kind of think right if we're going to do it we we're going to do it for for a laugh at the end of my my previous bands i found practicing became quite hard rehearsing became quite a struggle 
because you, you you tend to you know you're rehearsing once twice a week and keep playing the same songs over and over and it just it feels like sometimes there's some natural pausing points where you can just stop for a bit and have a, th a think and then kind of work stuff out and out of all the, the kind of bands and things I've been in this is definitely the most relaxed we've we've been and in focusing on, on what we want to do so just pushing some stuff out and recording playing some gigs and having a laugh really yeah I find that doing original stuff for me that was even though it was original it was it became monotonous for me it's like my last band that I was in it was just a a local band in the in the local pub with some old guys and we were just doing covers. You know, it was just nothing serious and we were doing loads and loads and loads of different songs and we was enjoying it. Whereas in the the original band that I was in, we were doing like four songs and we'd do those four songs for two hours, twice a week, every week, for like forever. And it's like, fuck me, I'm bored of these songs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, the lads will tell you that I'm rubbish at remembering chords anyway. For I've got like a three-song memory, like a early 80s drum machine. Um, <laughs> I, even songs that I've written or I've, I've helped write, I, I struggle to remember all the chords. So covers, not really something that I'm very good at. We do do a couple, but I know what you mean. It, it, if you go through the motions of playing the same songs and over and over and over again... I just some of these bands that are, you know, they've been touring for twenty and thirty years. You think how, how can you still, yeah, play that stuff? How can you still put the, put the effort into it? Um, it's, <laughs> I suppose it's the money. Not the, yeah, covers covers money. for me was was just, was simple because as a drummer you can just wing it and you don't need to copy everything. To the, to, to the letter. Yeah. It's, di it's different if you're playing guitar or I suppose you can get away with some artistic license with the bass but yeah if you're playing guitar or with vocals you you pretty much you know you've got to copy it to the letter yeah you've got to be on point but um yeah so, so what do you do sorry i'm I, I sing and i play a little bit of rhythm okay um, yeah so, cool and how long have the band been together so i was trying to think of this before i think we got together in 2017 at the end of 2017 paul who plays bass will be shouting down the at his radio or whatever. We've been together ten <laughs> fucking much, years. He's, better, he's much better at dates and stuff than I am. Um, but uh, I think it was 2017. But then um, we started off as a four-piece, and I've got problems with me me hands. I've got that carpal tunnel thing, so I stopped playing guitar a bit, and we got in another guitarist because you can't ever have enough guitarists. I don't think. It's <laughs> like. <laughs> If we could have another guitarist and uh, and they fitted, I'm sure that would that would sound ace. You got key, you got someone on keys as well, haven't you? No, 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 no. no. So you you got a shitload of pedals then? Yeah, I, I think I, again. I was I was trying to have a think. I mean, I've got eight, and I just play rhythm. Uh, our bass player, I think he's got a similar kind of one of those boss racks. It's got it, that's full as well, and the two lead guys have got. Rows and rows of them. It's, that that's kind of the the sound that that we wanted to go for. You know, the I play a bit of keyboards when I'm writing some stuff, but then we haven't got a keyboard player when we play live. So trying to replicate that kind of layered 
pad that you can get from keyboards if you think well that's the thing i was getting kind of like a a synth synth pop type um 80 synth pop type feel from you so you automatically assume there's got to be some keys in there but if you're producing that sound of just guitars yeah yeah uh just just three guitars no keys is your bass guitar has got pedals oh yeah wanker yeah (laughs) <laughs> nah he makes use of them like he really does he really makes use of them our loves it loves his well loved his pedals as well also he just had one he had a distortion pedal he decided he needed distortion on his bass and yeah, yeah 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 each to their own Paul's got big muff lots of compression flanger I think well including our drummer everyone's got pedals I think your sound needs it though from the bass guitarist. You know the the, the sound that your producer needs it. It didn't. A lot of bands it's not going to work with, but for what you're producing, it 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 does. Yeah, and it, it's really important that we're trying to do something a bit different sounding. It's hard being a guitar band, and there have been lots of it, an original guitar band as well. And trying to define your own sound when you've not really got a chance to let people hear what you're doing and understand what you're trying to do you don't get a chance to kind of explain it so i think being different and having you know using the the kit that you've got in a different way the the other thing is we're, because we're a bit older we've got a bit more cash so we can spend some more money on <laughs> some more money on gadgets i remember <laughs> i've got a i used to have a, a, a super overdrive just a, one of those yellow boss super overdrive pedals and that was the only pedal i had and it was like on on every song turned on full and you you get the chance to think and rehearse and try new things. I mean, now I've got pedals that I only use for a little bit during one song. You don't you don't feel the need to turn it on all the time. And I, I think it's important to think more about uh, what you the the way you want to sound. And that's definitely something that we do. We we spend a lot of time making sure that everything fits together right. Especially being a five piece as well. I think it's important when you've got two guitarists two lead guitarists and then another another person playing rhythm that everyone gives each other a little bit of space so being very conscious of that not overcrowding everything and then add the effects on top of it and you've you've kind of got the recipe for a, a nightmare if you don't get it right hmm. and how are you coping with the current situation the way the country is at the moment so were you gigging a lot before this or yeah i mean we weren't uh, we were just coming off the back of the uh, off the recordings and then um, we had some gigs lined up so we're just going into a, a period where we're going to have four in the space of about f- four or five weeks which is a real shame because literally all, all of them got binned off and when you've been rehearsing and kind of you've got new stuff that you want to put out there and want to promote the uh, promote the single and stuff it, it's tricky so we uh, we we just took the decision to to can the first one which was a couple of weeks ago we should have had a gig tonight playing with neon waltz who are a great band who are playing in think tank in newcastle and that that unfortunately got binned off so it, it's it is tough i mean i'm i'm lucky and the guys are lucky that we've we've got space at home to you know play and rehearse not not together and i'm just trying to take the opportunity to write some new stuff while i can and just try and keep saying really yeah is your music something that you can strip back if, if you if you want it's like um you could you got a lot of artists at the moment obviously they're not getting out so what they're doing is they're doing like on online stuff is your stuff something you could strip back and maybe just do a few shows online by yourself 
I could have a I could have a go, but I'm not very good, Richie. I'm not a very good guitarist. <laughs> that's I'm not a, what you're I'm, supposed I'm, to I'm say. Ah, like, nah, but you know, <laughs> I, 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 that's why I'm in a five piece. I mean, the, our song, our sounds kind of guitar and bass and drum driven, and without them, I think they'd be yeah, a bit yeah. thin. Um, I would have a I would have a blast. I would rather do some stuff that wasn't necessarily the what we would play normally in the band. I don't I don't think with all the layers I could carry it off. But, um, yeah, yeah, it is very layered, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's 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 not the easiest stuff. I mean, even on the early demos, like, the way we, like, if I'm writing something off, when the lads are writing something, we tend to work them up almost into kind of full songs. I'll I'll do drum loops and I'll put layers of guitars and layers of backing down before we even start listening to it and playing it as a band. So really, this the songs kind of don't just exist ever as an acoustic guitar and a and a vocal they, they they go from kind of nothing to the full song really quite quickly i might have a i might have a go you never know i should get my covers out get my cover book out and uh do it <laughs> mm, can't hurt to have a go can it and i suppose you never know it might make this lockdown a bit more bearable so yeah um yeah i'm gonna ask you a few silly little questions now yeah go for it Okay, so you're going on holiday. Imagine you're going on holiday somewhere nice. Money is not an object. Firstly, where are you going? Uh, Hawaii. Big volcano, why not? Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. And you're taking with you an MP3 player. Now, this MP3 player is quite old, and all you have on your computer is a WAV file, so you can only fit two songs on it. Okay. These songs are the only songs you're going to listen to all week. What songs are you going to choose? Why? Oh, that's really tough. Um, definitely something by The Cure. Maybe... I could have told you. I could have said... Yeah, I, you could I have guessed that, that already. You have to, you've got to have a bit of Robert Smith on there. So. <laughs> um, um, hmm, maybe Your Forest by The Cure. Something something early, something a bit dark, something a bit moody. Um, something that, that kind of builds up and... So you're going somewhere yeah. sunny and nice and you yeah. just want to bring the tone down a bit just what, yeah, to, to balance I, it out? I'm going to sit miserably on my own, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practising social distancing since I was 15. I'm spending <laughs> all day on the computer um, <laughs> and not going out. Is One of the is original my... emos. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, what what would I have for my second? So I'm a... Uh, oh, this, is, this is a really tough question. Um... Maybe something by Pulp, I think. Something like early Pulp, lip gloss or something like that. A bit, a bit synthy and a bit, yeah, not not so popular, not so common, but sort of great, great tunes, bass-driven stuff. Nice yeah, choice. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. very original answer. It's one <laughs> we haven't had. It's on the spot there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. All, all the all the gaps and silences will be edited out. Oh, fine, so I don't sound like a total idiot. Well, <laughs> Everybody like does it. Idiot, Everybody but I'll does sound it. like a condensed idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does it. Apart from the last guy I interviewed, he listened to the show before, so he knew what was coming. Um, right, what's my next question? My next question is, if you could erase one song... Actually, this is a two-part question now. First part, if you could erase one song from history so it doesn't exist anymore... Uh, despite the backlash of the people that do like it, you hate it that much. You want to get rid of it. What would you get rid of? Uh, Man, I feel like a woman. By God, that was uh, quick. Shania Twain. God, you knew. You knew. <laughs> I knew. 
I wow. can't stand that song. Everything from the the bit at the start that goes. I just oh god, it's dreadful. And the the it just the vivid video of wearing that, like she's wearing like a leopard skin onesie thing. God, she's so sexy. Oh, it's no, it's wrong. (laughs) It's just wrong. Please, please delete. Please delete. Expunge it. No, it doesn't need to exist. I went to a. I went to a New Year's Eve party once and the people that were hosting the party was in the middle of nowhere and the only CD that they had was that Mariah uh, what, Shania Twain CD and they played that song almost constantly and I, it, oh, no, never again. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You know, it's, it's weird that that, that question is because you get a lot, a lot of people They'll say, "Well, music's subjective." So even though you know, I, I can't, I can't be. I can't, it's an art form. I can't, I can't, I can't say anything derogatory towards any. I, I'm sorry. Well, firstly, everybody's got a fucking song they hate. Stop trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah. And then you get the second type of person, like yourself. So yeah, there's definitely songs that don't deserve to be out there. <laughs> Fuck them off. Get rid of. Just, okay. Now stop it. Yeah, I I've got no no problem in. Uh... Never hearing that ever again. Okay. Now, the second question is a new question, and it was uh, brought to me by my last um, last interview. He didn't understand the question or something, and he posed it in a different way, and I quite liked it. If you could take any song and you could erase it from history so nobody knows it, so you can rewrite it as your own, what song would you rewrite? Oh, right, that's a good one. Um I would probably rewrite uh, "Nothing But Flowers" by the Talking Heads. Oh, that's a good song. I, you wouldn't change I, it much, though, would you? I wouldn't. I would keep it exactly the same. <laughs> I was going to Every, say everything about it would be exactly the same. I try and recreate all of it. Just, it's just absolute perfection. That song for me, the 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 lyrics, the the melody line, the little bongo hits. It just everything's incredible. Yeah, it is yeah. such a good song. Right, I should okay. really have took that with us to the desert island, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> I, I do think actually now, now, now I'm thinking about putting this question in. A lot of the time, it's I'm, I'm basically just asking you what your favourite uh, song is, aren't I? Anyway, moving on. Next question: If you could collaborate with one artist dead and one artist alive, who would you collaborate with? Oh, uh, dead. Uh, Roy Orbison. Did not see that coming. Did you not? No. no I, I bet a lot of people say Bowie and things like that. Yeah, Prince. I, you get pretty much uh, Prince. Yeah, yeah. I think Roy Orbison. I think he's. I think he's incredible. I think his voice is just just amazing, and his songwriting's amazing. I think he'd he'd do something really special. It's um, another original answer that. Somebody who was alive. I'm probably massively going to overthink this. <laughs> uh. Probably uh, Graham Coxon, a guitarist out of Blur. I think. Okay. Would, I think he would do something special. He's he's just done the soundtrack for the that end of the fucking world. Um, that that show that's on. Um, okay. It's kind of like Delta Delta bluesy stuff, but he's such a diverse diverse guitarist. Cool. Another original answer. Love it. You've been yeah. Quite refreshing to, to hear something different to, uh, like you say, Barry and Prince and, um, yeah. 
we get a lot of the same answers. Right, so if our followers and our listeners want to listen to you, follow you, stalk you, hunt you down and the likes, where can they do that? Socials and streams and what have you. We've got a website, uh, parallaxguys.co.uk. That'll do it. Yeah, we're on there. We're on Twitter, at parallaxguys. I'm not on Facebook because I'm... I've gone off it because I found it quite depressing, but the band are definitely on it. Um, but you can get us through our website mainly, I think. Okay, cool. So, yeah, um, and all the links we'll put in the show notes so everybody can just find you there. And we're going to play your song now, By The Time. Is that right? That's right, yeah. What uh, What's the story behind this song? So it's, it. it's, um, it's about kind of, realizing that you're not making all the right decisions and that you should probably start making the right decisions before it's too late apt for the time i reckon yeah definitely absolutely (laughs) i'd like to say it was planned but it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) cool well yeah well thank you for joining me it's been a pleasure having you on cheers mate anytime anytime. and without no further ado here is parallax skies with their song by the time
Okay, so that was Parallax Skies. That was my conversation or Wayne's conversation or Neil's conversation. Neil hasn't even ever... Neil's never done an interview, but somebody spoke with them. That's their song. Wayne, what did you think of their song? What did you think Did you think of Parallax Skies? What did you think of the chat I had with them? Right, well, Parallax Skies are not new to us. Neil brought them as a head-to-head with their song Strike It Lucky earlier in the year, I think it was. It might have been last year, I think. Actually, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, uh, so uh, you spoke to them now. They're on the B-side. Yeah, these guys, um, they've got like vibes of Suede and James and that sort of late 90s, early 2000s, you know, British indie sound. I think I think the song's got it's got some great vocals and it. it's it's really good. It's really well produced as well. I, I don't know if you agree with this on Rich, uh, agree with me on this, Rich, or not. But I feel the drums are a bit flat. Well, the, do you know what? It's funny you say that because I was going to bring it up. He's using in it a, I think it's a sixteen beat rhythm, and he doesn't bass bass kick it. He doesn't use a bass drum in it. It's just a you know, he uses the hi hat and the snare, and there's no bass drum. I've never known anyone do that before. I don't mind the pattern. I think it's the way it's recorded. It's a bit... The start of every bar, you should have a bass drum to bring in the... And there's no bass drum there. I've never known anyone do that before. Yeah. Yeah. I was also getting... Hold on! By the... By... What's some faces? Yeah. Yeah, I waited. It's called... All of your stuff. What the hell is that song called? I don't know. Don't stop crying your heart out. I was just going to say the arrangement as well is a bit weird. I, I'm not sure it worked for me. I'm pretty sure, you know, I mean, Neil, Neil loves, loves these guys and would love this song. It, the arrangement doesn't work for me. I, I, I feel like he could have lost um, maybe the first guitar solo or brought the end guitar solo in and put it in, in that first guitar solo a bit or that just that first guitar interlude. It's no pleasing some people. No, I, I, I did. I did like it. I'm just, I'm just saying what I feel. That's all. I feel like I, I'm unsure about what the song's about. For me, listening to it, you know, I listened to it a lot of times today to try and get the grasp of the lyrics. I feel like it's about like lost hope and lost love, and about mediocrity. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. What do you, what do you think it's about, Rich? I don't know. I never listen to the lyrics in any song, really. Brilliant. Okay, occasionally, if I find time, I'll sit down and look at the lyrics before I bring before I come to the show. But this week, um, I just no, I've been rushed off my feet. I did I did an episode last night on my own. I've started doing the video series, as you know. So I've got all these artists because yeah, yeah. we can't fit all the artists on the on the pl- podcast platform because there's just too many artists. So I thought we'll do this video series where we just play the play the artists out and give the, give them a chance to be heard. And I put it out today, and even though I've had permission to play all of the songs, we've had the PR companies contacting us, all the bands themselves, we can't play the video, and it's been taken down because Sony has laid claim to one of the songs, the fuckers. So I've spent all day yesterday doing a fucking episode, and now... For nothing, because Sony's laid claim to a song that I've had permission to play, but there's no point me going to Sony and trying to, you know, debate it. Because even if I did get through, it's going to take fucking months and it's going to be pointless. 
just want to understand, right? I mean, this is completely sidetracking. Why have they bothered sending us their all their stuff if we can't play their song? But this is another thing. If you're going to send us your music, I, I hope you're listening to this. And this is for the PR companies as well. If you're going to send us your music, make sure that we have permission to play it because you've just ruined a whole episode, whoever that was. You fuckers. Sorry. Right, <laughs> off my soapbox. Jody, what did you think of this song? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought it was very pleasant. <laughs> I uh, I do like an indie sound, so it had that kind of vibe for me as well, Wayne. And um, mm. it was okay, like <clears throat> yeah, okay, it was all right. It didn't, you know, it didn't blow me away. <laughs> you're from Liverpool, aren't you? Yeah, did not know that. <laughs> I just assumed you were from Birmingham for some reason. Yeah, um, I've, I'm. Just, yeah, I'm going to agree with both of you. What you said, apart from the, you said you didn't like the arrangement, Wayne. I had nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with the arrangement. I thought it was quite thinking outside of the box. E, I quite liked it. It was a good song. It wasn't as you, you've we've said about other songs in the past of this vein. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's nothing new. It's nothing we hadn't heard before. But it's still good. It's still fresh. It's still. Still, you know yeah. what? I think anyone who makes the effort gets a gets a clap from me. You know, there's a lot of people stay home and don't do nothing. <laughs> I've had a few girlfriends in the past who put effort in and ended up with a clap off me. So, <laughs> oh, Rich, <laughs> I take that too far, did I? <laughs> right. Um, oh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I can edit that out. I probably, I probably won't. Right, okay, we're going to move on to our next artist before I dig a deeper hole. Um, our next artist is Sam Hardiman. This is his song, um, what was it, the Ava Sessions. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, this is that. Hello, Sam. Sam Hardiman. Is it Hardiman? Is that that's how, the one, yeah. That's how we pronounce that. That's it. Um, you're obviously Irish. I am, yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm from Dublin. Mm, cool. I was uh, speaking to Ema. Yeah, I actually, I actually know Ema. Yeah, I met her yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were recording a show last night, and we randomly just called up see if she wanted to join in because it was um it was a last minute podcast and we didn't really have any yeah. plans. So yeah, she joined us and yeah, she mentioned you. So yeah, Ema's very cool. Yeah, she's a very talented musician as well. Yeah, she's very good. She's yeah, a yeah. A friend of the podcast now. She's a yeah. So I so I hear yeah. She's kind of you've got a relationship going now. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me a bit about yourself, Sam. Uh, who are you? What are you about? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I'll say that again. Who are you? What are you about? And now, you know your sound and everything. Yeah. Well, so uh, yeah. As you said, my name is uh, Sam Hardyman. I'm uh, I'm 23 and I'm a music producer from Dublin. So yeah, I guess my background is it kind of started off a little bit more classical in that I. I studied uh, music in Trinity College, so I just graduated there in uh, in November, um, and I've been playing kind of classical piano since I was, you know, as long as I can remember, I guess, because my dad is a musician, so it's kind of a thing we've been involved in since day one, I guess, but then started writing my own stuff when I was, you know, 14, 15, my own little, little piano jingles, and then, yeah, started writing songs then when I was 16, 17, and then, well, I, I think, I guess with regard to my sound, I don't know, it's, it's as I'm sure you know, it's a hard question to answer because I it's nowadays especially, it's so easy to listen to loads of different kinds of music. But yeah, it's kind of, I guess I make mellow pop, I guess, mellow ambient alternative pop is how I 
is how I tend to categorize it. If I if if that is a is that is a genre. Yeah, um, it's yeah. Um, it's not overly mainstream or into thought, but um Yeah, but it's I think there's kind of mainstream elements to it definitely. It's funny because yeah. I sometimes like sit down at the piano or the laptop and like start out saying to myself, Oh, I'm gonna make a song that's real left to center and real experimental and then that just always goes to nonsense. So I'm really trying to nourish like doing what I do naturally and that's, I guess, the scariest part of it. But it's uh, people, yeah, I, I mean, are responding to it, which is which is amazing. It's been, yeah, really cool. And what would you say are the main inspirations beyond your work? Um, God, this is a question, isn't it? Uh, so I listen to a lot of, like, 21 Pilots, a big George Watsky fan as well, rapper. I think a lot of my inspirations are actually uh, more based on lyrics than anything else. And, like, I listen to Kate Tempest a lot, the spoken word poet. And then, yeah, it, it just varies. One day I'll be listening to Imagine Dragons or somewhere with these big, you know, big behemoths of productions. And then sometimes it'll be like Anson Siabra, who's just piano and vocal. So it kind of, and I tried to translate that into the EP, I guess. I kind of hope at least that each each song kind of exists in its own in its own way and shows different different aspects of myself without, without trying to get too intellectual about it. Yeah, so I tried to kind of express my inspiration through through the four different tracks. Kate Tempest, I've only recently discovered her. She's yeah, very talented. She's amazing. Yeah, she actually really, she announced a show in the Abbey Theatre here in Dublin the day before the Abbey closed because of the COVID nineteen restrictions. So it's a bit of a it's it, you know a bit of bad timing. But sure, we still have her albums, I guess. Yeah, and how are you yeah. coping with the whole COVID thing? You know, cause obviously you haven't got your gigs, and yeah, so it's it's okay. I mean, obviously it's it's a chaotic situation and it's it's devastating for for a lot of people but it's uh i mean there's the upsides i guess if there are any is that we have kind of more time to create and stuff it's uh i've been saying like to my friends and stuff it's a it feels like a great time to release music like my ep is only out 10 days ago so it feels like a nice time for that because people are at home anyway but then on the flip side promoting music is a bit more difficult because naturally radio stations and blogs and stuff are a bit more inundated so it's uh it's tricky all right but yeah i mean i have it very easy like I, i'm kind of sitting at home a lot of time so it's you know i'm kind of i, I feel bad complaining at all because it's, it's a lot worse for a lot of the people you know yeah and when we're not locked down do you do many shows um no so that's that's one thing like i don't have a huge amount of experience in i have i have played live in the past like i played in in bands and stuff in the past and I've done a couple of solo gigs but they've kind of been acoustic uh, fundraisers and stuff so it's it's a thing that really that really spooks me but it I feel like it's obviously the natural progression after a release so it's it's a fear that I, I want to I want to kind of venture into that now and um, yeah as I said it definitely spooks me but I, I think I, I think I want that spook and so once yeah this goes over I'll probably be looking at, at, at playing live a little bit more and, and getting more experience in that field I guess um, I imagine there's plenty of places in Ireland for you to to do that. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's loads of live music going on now, and there's there's there seems to be loads of uh, activity in kind of independent music um, in Dublin, which is great. But it does seem to be kind of um, hip hop focused, and then like kind of experimental focused. So um, kind of I'm kind of I guess more so in the middle. That's it's it's a little bit more mainstream. So label wise, at least there's loads of independent yeah. labels in Dublin, which is great. But they kind of seem to be more directed at that stuff which um so yeah but there's there's loads of venues and there's loads of opportunities which is so it's a good time to be releasing stuff hmm. i'm quite enjoying the spoken word scene in ireland at the moment it's yeah 
probably uh, I'm probably enjoying more of the Irish stuff than I am the English or American. Really? I yeah, yeah. I don't really get on with the American hip hop anyway. The old gangster. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've heard you saying that before. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I quite I quite like some grime. But what the what's coming out of Ireland at the moment is really good. Yeah, well, there's loads of hip hop going on here, which is great. Um, I know Kojak is a pretty big name. He's uh, he's doing some great stuff. And then there's a there's a local like independent label called Rogue Records. Who I, I know some of the guys or half know some of them um, in that and that's kind of a nice like spoken word hip-hop marriage and um, so yeah there seems to be it's a good place to be to be rapping these days which is which is really cool because like rap is actually one of my first loves I mean I'm certainly not a rapper but just the I don't know the lyrics it allows for are uh, I think lyrics are kind of my biggest fashion so it's it's a great time yeah for, for lyricists in, in Dublin especially so it's it's exciting. That's the optimist. That's the optimist in me speaking. At least, it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah. And um, where do you see yourself going in the next few years? How do you see your, your you know, do you see much progression in what you're doing? You could go and you know, maybe uh, start doing some tours and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So that's uh, as I was saying earlier. Yeah, like live is or playing live is definitely a thing that that uh, spooks me out a bit. But it's it's something that I, I want. I want the experience of. Um, so yeah, playing more. And I mean, now, given that we're kind of stuck at home, I'm doing a fair bit of, uh, of writing and stuff and recording, which is great. It's given me kind of a bit of headspace to do that. Um, and I just want to keep collaborating as well, because I kind of find that I'll be sitting working on a song and maybe not able to figure it out and be getting kind of frustrated. But I'm having studied music in college, especially like I'm surrounded by outrageously talented musicians. So I definitely want to exploit that more. And I, I think as well with collaboration for me anyway, I really value the idea of like my own style kind of being like a, a mere common thread in the EP and then, or in the EPs that I release and then having each song kind of exist in its own world because of the different voices that are peppered in if I'm collaborating. So that's a huge part of the musical process for me. So definitely more collaborations are uh, number one on the priority and then playing live, no matter how scary it is, is number two. Yeah, I think it's good to collaborate. I mean, a lot of artists, you you know, you, you know your work, each song that you do is different from the next, but to somebody yeah. who doesn't know you and how you write and your work, a lot, of, a lot of artists that can produce works that sound to somebody else very samey, whereas if, yeah, you, get exactly. somebody, if you get somebody else in on, on the mix, you, you, you're adding a nuance to each song that makes it completely different to the last. Yeah, and it's very much for me like, at least the songs on, on a strange kind of intimate, this current EP, um, the collaborations seem to kind of be the old cliche of being greater than the sum of its parts. But I mean, it really translates, I think, like the some of the vocalists I've worked with and, and co-writers and stuff, they've definitely brought the brought the songs to places I, I couldn't have seen them going, which which is amazing. And even just, it just, yeah, creates different textures in the EP and allows for a lot more diversity, which makes it, more enjoyable for me and I improve as a musician and then it also makes it more enjoyable and diverse for the listener so I think it's uh, it kind of objectively is a bit of a win-win mm. yeah so your uh, your your music you say you're writing some new stuff have you got any more singles coming out any more planned or any albums or anything like that yeah so I think I think I'll, I'll do a, a second EP and given this kind of time I don't think it's actually going to be a huge, a very long way down the road, should we say? But yeah, I'm still working away and still collaborating. There's there's a lot of people from from my course and friends from around this area that are going to help me out. I think so. That's real exciting. And also, like you can collaborate with anyone now with the internet. That's why so this EP came out of my 
thesis um, in final year college, which was just there last year. And the thesis was about the merits of like online remote collaboration. And that really opened my eyes to being able to collaborate with people. Like I have friends from my course who are living in Berlin and who are in Budapest and stuff. So, I mean, but that's no longer a barrier. Like we can just exchange files or use any sort of software. So it really opens up the world, which is, which is uh, overwhelmingly exciting. Yeah, the internet has made, um, well, because the internet sky's the limit, but unfortunately because of the internet, the competition has become absolutely massive. Without a doubt, yeah. It's, uh, there's obviously two sides to every coin and there's definitely a struggle with being independent artists these days. But I think, I mean, with people like you guys as well, like there's, it's never been better to promote yourself as an independent artist. Like in the last couple of weeks when I've been pushing this EP, like there's countless resources. Like I know it's it's obviously a struggle without budgets and without labels and everything but it's it's guys like you guys and and other websites and stuff that that are making it like far easier and it's i know there's really cool there's something really cool in the challenge and having that cross to bear yourself i think i think personally uh, i think you've got it easier as an independent artist than it used to be now with the internet because with the internet you you can you can promote yourself you can put yourself out there whereas before before the internet i mean i was in a band not before the internet but before music took off on the internet really yeah. and uh, we you know we, we, we for somebody to come and listen to us they had to come to our gigs or or we had to send, send cds to people and now you can send your music to anyone anyone millions of people can listen to your music straight away that was yeah, unheard of back then yeah like when i was trying to get in touch with that uh, i'm trying to get a bit of traction now on, on dublin radio um, and i've been played on one of the local stations 98 fm which is amazing but uh yeah, even just like like last week, I was sitting here sending emails and was able to send it to 30, 40 different people in, in the case of four or five hours. And, you know, it's easy to look at that and and be like, oh, it's it's hard to get responses and stuff. But it's it's actually mesmerizing that you can get it to that many people, you know, in, in that short space of time. Yeah. Um, so it's, and yeah, as I say, it, it's guys like, like you guys who are really pushing the independent thing, which is, uh, I mean, makes it way easier for small fish and big ponds like myself. Yeah, hopefully in time we'll get a bit bigger as well. I mean, the bigger we get, that means more, more people get to listen to you. We're doing quite well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Know, we've, only been, we've only been going a couple of years, but we're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. big time. So I'm going to ask you a few silly little questions. Okay, great. Just, you, you've probably listened to the show. You probably know how I to have, yeah. I've, yeah. I've come locked and loaded, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So you know my first question is going to be, you've got an MP3 player. You're going on holiday. Where are you going? Um, oh, where am I going? I'm either going to Vietnam or West Kerry. Completely different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, two, yeah, two different ends of the spectrum, but both could be different, in it? Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So you go in there. You got your MP3 player, and obviously it's an old MP3 player. You've only got WAV files, two songs. What are you taking? Yeah. So I've I've put a fair amount of thought into this. I think I've landed on. I got to bring um, "Talking to Myself" by George Watsky. It's just a rap song from his album X or Times Infinity, I should say. And it's just, I'm sure you've had that. It's just one of those songs that when I heard it, it felt like he had been like extracting my thoughts and just wrote a song about them. Like it was bizarre. I was walking through Dublin City and actually had to go into a coffee shop and just sit down because this song, I had just such a connection with this song. So I can't go anywhere without, I can't go anywhere being too far away from that song. Um, and next up would be Drops of Jupiter by Train, I think. That's just an absolute belter, and if you're in a good mood or a bad mood, I think belting that out is always gonna is always gonna raise your mood a bit. I think I do like train. Yeah, so mm. that's 
for me is one of the finest songs. So I'm bringing those two, and I think that would I think that would sustain me for for a full holiday. Okay, cool. I love it when you connect with a song like said with the first one, you know, um, the, yeah. the lyrics. And sometimes you can listen to an absolutely awful song, and you know it's an awful song, but because of the lyrics, you still. I'll, I'll stick that in my, my, my regular listening playlist anyway, so as I can, I don't know, almost bring some sort of like nostalgia feeling over you. And yeah, without a doubt, yeah. And that's that song is often my answer when people ask if there's a song I've connected with because it just, I don't know what it was. It was pretty profound, whatever it was. But it's a uh, yeah, it's just a song I can I can really really relate to. So I'm not going anywhere without my George Watsky in my pocket. Cool, right. So I'm giving you the power to erase a song. So it doesn't exist anymore, okay. and no one can listen to it. It's it's just completely gone, and you don't care, so, care about the people, backlash. Have people forgotten that this song exists? Or no, like, no, I? no. People know okay. that it did exist, but it, like, there's no way of anybody ever getting hold of it again. You so hate I, it that much. I can't like delete Bohemian Rhapsody just so I can write it. I no. mean, you can. <laughs> but you're probably, go, you're probably going to get slaughtered. No, just Basically, so I can write it. Do you know what? You might have just changed my question for me for the foreseeable future. If you yeah. could erase one song from history so that you could rewrite it. Yeah, mm. I think... I think. Yeah, let's do that. Let's one. do that. You've just changed my question for the foreseeable <laughs> future. I like oh, what that. an honour. <laughs> um, if, if I was to answer your older question, I think I'd have to get rid of Baby Shark... <laughs> yeah. just because that that just takes over i mean it's so catchy and i can't not sing along that's the thing i i like about it the least that it, it it takes over okay yeah that's that's fair i've had that one yeah. before yeah yeah but to the new question if you could erase a song from the, the world's memory apart from your own so you could rewrite it and put it out there like that beatles film i don't know if you oh i haven't seen it yet but yeah yesterday yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i know of it <clears throat> so um, what song Oh god, it would it would probably have to be some classic like Bohemian Rhapsody or or like Imagine. No, I'm gonna land on Bohemian Rhapsody just because it's it's so out there. And if I was the guy who wrote that, then then I think I'd be a pretty happy guy. Yeah, for me, if I was gonna do a Queen song, I think it'd be Show Must Go On. Yeah, I see another classic. See, they're all just absolute belters. It's it's hard to just pick one. Like, yeah. Okay. Cool. Good choices. Right, Thank you. What, what's my next question? My next question is, if you could collaborate with one artist dead, one artist alive, who would you collaborate with? Yeah, so I had a... I had a I, I'm sorry for all my follow-up questions now, but is... Uh, am I working with them both at the same time? Is it like a little trio supergroup? Um, no. Okay, okay. You've got two questions then. One question okay. is separate, and the next one is, if you could have two artists, one dead, one alive, working together with them. So, okay. So I think no one's think ever done this before. This is brand new. I don't. <laughs> Unreal. I'm sorry to be so pedantic. Um, so yeah, if, if we're going separately, I think um, first up would be John Bellion. Um, he's a an American pop artist, and I just like I obviously love what I do, but I think I find it quite easy to get like end focused to be worrying about the release, like in the middle of making a song. Whereas I think watching his behind the scenes and stuff, he just loves what he does, and it's just so infectious. He just, he makes me want to create. So I think if I was in the room with him, I'd just have an absolute blast. And and I, he's just an unbelievable musician as well. So I think I'd go with him and then it, it has, it's going to have to be like Amy Winehouse or someone with just just a, a, a voice that no one has ever gotten close to, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it would, yeah, probably Amy. And I've listened to her because I'm not, I, like, I, I feel like my friends wouldn't even identify me as a huge fan of hers, but just, I've been listening to her a little bit recently and just, it's indescribable. Yeah, she was... Um... 
she was a force to be reckoned with when it came yeah, to music. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she was appreciated enough in while she was alive. It wasn't until afterwards. This is it. Yeah. So, mm. so I think I think chance to work with her would be would be something special. And uh, if you could have two artists together. Yeah. So this is. I've gone to myself in a hole here. Um, oh yeah, okay, yeah. So, I, so I think Freddie Mercury w- and Brian May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, it's not a bad. There's so many options. I think it would have to be uh, like, a, like I feel like it would have to be a master of words and a master of music. So I think I'd go with like something random, like like K Tempest and like Beethoven. Jesus. I think if I could be like even even just a fly on the wall in that collab, I think I'd be a happy man. I'm not sure um, I'd be able to work together. I know, but I think it would also just be such a such an experiment. I just want someone who who just has a mastery of the English language, and then someone who has a mastery of music. So I just feel like you'd have them together in the same room, and it would all just—I don't know. I think they wouldn't work, so, yeah, work together. If, they wouldn't work together, everyone. You'd be like, "Fuck me! I've just wasted that wish. <laughs> I had one wish. That's I'm, all I'm, I had." I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. <laughs> I'm optimistic. I just—I just need a German translator, and that's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Right. Uh, yeah, so the, this song that you we're going to play, yeah, uh, tell us a bit about the song. Yeah, so this is uh, the Ava Sessions. It's the final track from my EP, A Strange Kind of Intimate. Um, so I co-wrote and co-produced this with a close friend of mine and local Dublin producer, Jeff. That's G-E-F. Um, and so the song is a reference to, have you seen the, the film Ex Machina? I have. Yeah, so it's I a reference. I didn't like it. Did you not? Oh, no way. Oh, I thought it was a great film. Anyway, it's a, uh, it's a reference to that film. So when the main character, who's played by another proud Irishman, uh, Donald Gleeson, when he's interacting with this artificial intelligence entity, um, the title card comes up that says The Ava Sessions. And that that uh, phrase just stuck with me. Um, so I wrote that down. And then when I was writing a couple of months later, I just came across that again. And so I just thought it was a really cool way of referencing like reliance on technology, I guess. So I kind of, I wrote kind of a skeleton to the song and then got Jeff around and we put a, put, you know, organs and flesh on the song and everything. And working with him, it made it twice what it could have been. Uh, he's a crazy talented dude. But yeah, it just kind of uses that Ava metaphor to give a face and a voice to technology in the conversation. And it's about our reliance on technology, I guess. And Jeff often slags me from it for trying to make things intellectual but um i think like in the bridge in the bridge and in the pre-course of the song we have this vocoder effect and for me it like gives a gives the internet a point of view in the song there's lines like run to me but don't forget yourself and that's for us that's like the internet you know encouraging you to get absorbed in it but like don't lose yourself in your online profile so i don't know there was kind of we did I, we did a lot of thinking about the lyrics anyway and uh, we're both delighted as, as to how it's how it's come out, I guess. But yeah, so it's about technology, and it's the kind of final chorus is the biggest moment in the EP. So we wanted this big build to kind of leave people on a on a celebratory note after the EP is over. Sounds a bit Black Mirror-ish. Yeah, yeah. Saying it now, I, I completely see what you're, where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, sure, why not? And um, maybe <laughs> maybe we can get it onto. Uh, Onto the opening scene of a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, to send it into Charlie Brook. I'm, I'm sure he's Sky, open-minded. Yeah, Sky's the limit. Sure, maybe he'd be listening to this. Why wouldn't he? Look, we're, we're massively famous, of course. Yeah, <laughs> give me give me, give me, a buzz if you want it in a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah if, our followers, if, if our followers want to find you, they want to stalk you, they want to hunt you down, where can they do that? Yeah, right? please do. Um, so I'm Sam underscore Hardyman underscore on Twitter. Um, Sam Hardyman on Facebook. Instagram, I'm sure Sam Hardyman 
would find me, but my username is nearly underscore five AM. Um, bit more, bit more fancy. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Sam Hardy will come up. Yeah, and I'm on Spotify and Apple Music and all that good stuff. Find me on all the big streaming services. And yeah, please give a listen. Yeah, it'd be great. Cool. Yeah. Just want to thank you for joining us. Been a pleasure having you on. Thank you very much. And I want to say, like, I, I really appreciate all you guys are doing. As I was saying earlier, it makes it makes our job as independent artists way uh, way easier. So it's it's cool that independent music is in good hands. Well, you're making my job easier by making good music. I listened to the song and <laughs> I appreciate that. I thought we need him on the show, and we'll get him into our festival as well. It's, it's all oh, that's yeah. amazing, man. Yeah, I'm I'm, re- I'm real excited to be involved. Right then, so without without no further ado, here is Sam Hardiman with the Ava Sessions. We're falling on wires and breaking our backs. We're falling on hard times. And staring in black And we Don't believe In life or illusion We slip through the cracks You say run to me But don't forget yourself You say run to me But don't forget
So that was Tom Hardiman talking with me. That was his song. Uh, he played for. He played a <laughs> Tom really. Tom Hardiman. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I thought my short-term memory was right. off. <laughs> okay, so th- so this this is the last podcast I'm ever doing. I'm quitting. Um, oh, no. So that was, that was Sam Hardiman with his song, The Ava Sessions. That was his chat with me. Nice chap, lovely chap. Uh, I think he discovered us through Ema and he sent his stuff our way. He did a brilliant performance at the festival we put on last week. It won't be last week when this episode goes out, but it's last week to us now. Uh, I like this guy, his music is phenomenal. He's got a great sound. He's a. Uh, Multi-talented, multi-instrumentally ta- talented. He's a he knows his stuff, and he's a very good songwriter. I think. What did you think of this, Jody? <laughs> I uh, it was my cup of tea, Rich. It was uh, again. I really do applaud anyone who makes music, and so I'm not uh, I'm not super keen on uh, saying when I don't really like stuff. But it was very meh for me. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, I love your honesty. <laughs> that was a conversation killer, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, as you said, Sam played the live and online festival a few weeks ago that you uh, you put on Facebook. He was one of the guys, I think he played about 8 o'clock in the evening. It was a lovely set. It was brilliant, just him and the piano. And it was um, really lovely and, and chilled out. Uh, sorry, chilled out and stripped back. This is very stripped back. Um, the, the Ava sessions that he played on the on the festival compared to the song that, that you've heard. This is really contemporary. He's got that whole sort of EDM trap sound in there, along with, you know, his original piano or original chord structure. And it gives it, you know, when that when that build comes towards the end of the song, it sends it completely into a different sort of area from where it started. It lifts the song, it gives it, you know, there's, there's a movement of it that, that really grabs your attention. Also, the song is about Ex Machina um, and Ava from Ex Machina. That's what it's about, the Ava sessions. And I bloody love that film. I think it's fantastic. It's, it's Alex Garland. It's, it's, it's an absolutely stonker of a, of a hard sci-fi film. And the song is obviously charting Ava's journey from when she's first met by uh, Don Morgeson in the film to right at the very end where she... Has everybody seen Ex Machina? Yeah. Rich is gone. He's bored. He's gone on. <laughs> He's gone to get a drink. <laughs> what an absolute fucking arsehole. Are you waiting for me? <laughs> Sorry, I'd sort of. You'll enjoy. I thought my You'll son. Enjoy that. I thought my son might have just banged his head or something. I just went to check right, on him. Okay. I thought you were getting a drink. No, no. Um, so have, you, have you said what you got to say? I've had enough. I, I, I have had enough, to be honest. This week I've had I, enough. <laughs> <laughs> we never, we never start. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, really like Sam. Really like this this song. It's uh, it's. It's a really, really uh, good song. Go check him out. It's brilliant. Okay. I was surprised by this. Um, Jody, I think you would have enjoyed his performance at the festival more. It was more your yeah, your kind of thing. It was stripped back. It was just him on the piano. I often do enjoy the live versions of stuff. Actually, generally, I love the energy of live performance. So I think that you're probably right. 
Yeah, yeah but it was, it was good. This, like I said, this took me back. I didn't expect this because I listened... The first time I listened to the song was the uh, the festival, so when I listened to this, I was expecting that, and I didn't get that. So, yeah, very shocked, but it, in it, pleasantly surprised. I, li- I liked it a lot. And, yeah, it's got all those different elements in there that obviously you can't put in on the piano. But, yeah, like, yes, basically, it's good. I like it. I enjoyed it. Well done, Sam Hardiman. A clap for you. Not for me, though. You don't need that. Not the, uh, not the clap. <laughs> Right. Okay. Where are we at? Where are we at? That, 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 that's, en- that's, en- that's enough of that malarkey. Let's move on. Um, where are we moving on to, Wayne? It's the wild card, boob. I put this out on Twitter today because I forgot to put it out. And um, you, you know how the wild card works, don't you, Jodie? Yeah, I shared it on the Twitter as well. Did you? Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many uh, have responded. I think I put it out about three or four hours ago because I forgot to do it. Usually, it was I'm, about four hours. I usually give them about a week, so I'm not expecting yeah. many. Uh, you did get quite a few responses. So. 114 people have responded. So, wow! Thank you very much, everybody. That'll do. Um, Billy Mick is number two. He he sent it again. He he thought he'd try his luck again. Bless him, old Billy Mick. Um, should we go with the? I num- listened to that episode. Did you? It was very good, high energy it? that track he sent, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah good for it was a disco. Campus fuck, wasn't it? That. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Give me a number from one to hundred and whatever I just said. Fourteen. Who? You. Me or him? Yeah, you can. <laughs> a number between one and one hundred and fourteen. Eighty-nine. God, I do have to see and tell me I'll go count through all these fucking tracks now. 214 account backwards. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I'm just. Okay. This is great. Right. So we've got. Here is the title track from our debut album, The Getaway by the Green Onions Band. Oh, shit. They're in my, cool first, my head to head. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, this is their song.
so that was Getaway by Green, the Green Onions band. Um, this was everything Neil hates. <laughs> <laughs> this was some sort of rock, jazz, funk fusion that I, I, I like and I get, I understand. And the drums in this were phenomenal. The drummer is, a, is an amazing drummer. Actually, all the instru- uh, instrumentalists in this were amazing musicians. Instrumentalists, music, all the musicians in this were, were phenomenal. Um, it screamed 80s American PI TV for me, you know, those PI programs from mm. America. It's like, it felt a bit like, like something that would go in one of them, like Miami Vice or something. But um, yeah, I liked it a lot. It was good. Uh, didn't know what to expect from a Green Onions band, but um, I was pleasantly surprised. I liked this a lot. I liked the. It went on on a journey, took different twists and turns. Um, yeah, it almost felt a bit improv in places. I thought <coughs> <laughs> that didn't sound very positive at all. Rich, <laughs> what you mean to say is it was too long and it was about three songs and they couldn't decide where to chop it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it to begin with. And then I lost the will to live, but not because it was not good, but because it was too long and it was three different ideas in one sitting. <laughs> mm. I wasn't getting that personally, but I can, I can see it, it did. It did take it did take three different turns. You, I, I get that, but it didn't feel. It is. I jazz, prefer though, things to be under three minutes. That's my that's my go to. I prefer, much prefer. Most it. people do, and, and yeah, when I saw the five minutes and whatever it was, I did panic a little bit. But yeah, I know what you're saying. It did take, like, say, three different turns, and people like just you know, most people when it comes to music like something linear, you know, a nice start, and you know where it's going to finish. This kind of took you on an unexpected journey. Yeah, what did you think, Wayne? No, oh, I bloody loved it. I found these guys in our back catalogue. Uh, they're on my head-to-head. I called the Green Onions Band because they are named after Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs. You know the song from Reservoir Dogs? I do not. Oh, nice. You, you do. Oh, maybe dun, I do. Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Who's that then? Oh, Emma's telling me Booker T and the MGs is not Green Onions, so apologies. <laughs> um <laughs> Green Onions is is by. I mean, I feel like I know the Green right, Onions yeah. song. Sorry, sorry, it's the, I've got the wrong song. It is Booker T and the MGs. Wayne, Green Onions. Wayne, Wayne, <laughs> Wayne. Come on, Wayne. Come on. Do you want to fuck off and get Emma yeah. on the line? Just put, just just go and get Emma. You can go and watch TV or something. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know it was. Oh, I don't fucking clue. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't pretend to either. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. You know, I always said bloody, um, it's the opening line, or the opening one, isn't it? Anyway, whichever one it is. The one from Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Fantastic. Um, oh. and, and this screams, this screams, that it screams Tarantino. It screams, you know, 70s, late 60s, early 70s, jazz, rock, soul infusion, sort of east, west coast, and that sort of sound. Lovely. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I get the whole machine. Go on. I have a theory that the reason that, that, that things like this go on for as many minutes as they do is because they're great fun to play, but they're not much fun oh, to listen yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, I, I, I loved it, you know. 
I, I like. I'm. I'm a jazz fan, though. I am a jazz fan, so I, I would be. I, I will be I am, checking yeah. out some of their stuff. But um, yeah, Neil would hate this. God, he'd bury himself. I in think him. they'd be great live, actually. Do you know uh, yeah. Wayne if they if they if they do a lot of live stuff? Oh, you know what? It's been a couple of weeks since I read their boy. I, I can't even tell you where they're from now. They do do this live, yeah. They are a live. They are a gigging band, yeah. Well, nobody's a gigging band at the moment. Right, the Green Onions band homepage. They have, they have a, a website. They found the picture. It's for older gentlemen, shall I say? Um, right, where am we? Let's have a look for a bio. The Green Onions Band exists to carry the groove forward, always pointing back to the origins of the wonderful sounds that Booker T and the MGs brought us over the years. There you go. That's where that's Booker T. It began with Seth. I'm not going to read it all. If you, if the listeners like this band, we'll leave the links in the show notes so you can check them out. But um, yeah, they've got plenty of stuff and they've got a very professional website and older gentlemen. So, yeah. Oh, I love an older gentleman. All right. Okay. Very <laughs> <laughs> Jane Austen of you, that was. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that was that then. That was them. It wasn't a, 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 I always start to worry now with the uh, the wild card because we, we have had one one or two bad ones in the past and we just don't know what to, to say when the bad one comes along. So, and it you kind of panic, so yeah, I enjoyed that one. You'd be all right on this podcast, though, Jodie, because you, you just say, say what you think, don't you? Oh, I don't. I think this is shit. I did not use the S word. It's not for me, because, this. Because if you know, there's something for everyone, right? And plenty of people don't like what I do, and that's totally fine. Something for everyone. There's got to be some dickhead out there that'll listen to this. They'll love it. <laughs> Right. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. Let, let's that out of the way. We're going to move on to you, Jody. We're going to have a chat with you now. We're going to find out a bit about you because I know nothing. I don't know anything about you apart from I've listened to one one or two of your podcasts because you've got a podcast, haven't you? Yeah. But you're not doing it at the moment because you don't have to go through the rigmarole that we're going through at the moment. <laughs> yeah. You're not inspiring me. I was considering trying to do some kind of technical online chatting thing but i've not managed to convince any of the uh, local musicians in birmingham so it's uh broadcast on brum radio so it's very much a uh, birmingham and a midlands based uh guest pool uh, i do speak to other people um when they're passing through birmingham on tour or when i'm out and about as a musician myself doing gigs here there and everywhere so i do bring other um postcodes to the to the fun but uh at the minute uh because it was uh the studios closed and stuff um yeah i've just been on a pause <laughs> we should have done that i think <laughs> that's what we should Holid- have done an extended holiday <laughs> where's the fucking fun in that <laughs> so generally we don't have a problem with guests because we're more of a, a, a global platform we've yeah. got people always trying to get on it's like we're inundated with yeah. people trying to get on the place so we don't have that problem but you're limited to obviously I, Birmingham um, I kind of, it kind of uh, it's kind of uh, like I have a, uh, a deluge of guests offering the services like I'll get a load of people wanting to be on and I'll schedule them all in and then I'll get a bit of a drought and then I'll get another flood of people 
So it's kind of a, a bit of ebb and flow, really. I've had I've done over fifty episodes now, and it's been uh, a couple of years, and it's I really enjoy doing it, which is why which is why I still do it because <laughs> it's really good fun to talk to other musicians and. If worst comes to worst in Birmingham, you know you're struggling for a guest. You you you, you can guarantee Mimi Detroit will be around somewhere. So. She has indeed been on my podcast. I didn't uh, know that, recently. but I, I knew it would be a good, you know, she gets about. <laughs> she gets about. Oh, she's fabulous. I love Mimi. She was on that. She was in that festival last week. Yes, I uh, I saw the uh, social posts. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, so tell us about your music. You know, about, uh, tell me about She Beat and your sound and how you, everything about you. Uh, so uh, I started uh, writing songs in about nine years ago, and previously I'd been like a really big music fan. So growing growing up, music loving household, and I'd never learned an instrument or anything when I was younger. Um, probably a combination of lack of YouTube because I'm an older lady. <laughs> and um, <laughs> funds and, a, and maybe a lack of patience because I'm I'm fairly impatient person but uh, as I got a bit older so I picked up a guitar when I was 30 and was really frustrated by how rubbish you are when you first start an instrument especially loving music as much as I do but um, I, per- I persisted over the years and then uh, in 2011 I started writing my own songs I'd always been a creative writer so it was really I took to it quite well um, once I had a few chords to play around with and then I just couldn't stop writing like I found it so therapeutic and uh, enjoyable and then I started on the open mic scene in Liverpool in 2012 and I got the uh, the open mic bug because you know there's I had my normal sort of day job but in the evening I would be hanging out with musicians and playing guitar and drinking pints of Guinness and I was living my best life. <laughs> oh can you imagine a pint of Guinness now I'd love that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't had a Guinness for ages. Fucking lockdown. Oh. <laughs> mm. Oh, I must say, by the way, I really liked um, Neil's "Come on, Eileen." COVID nineteen. <laughs> oh, don't don't encourage him for fuck's sake. <laughs> that was really good, actually. Really, I think. Yeah, really I think it's a great little. Uh, it's a great riff that. Yeah. Oh, you said something and it sparked something in me to say, and I forgot what I was going to say now. Fucking hell. About the uh, the muse, the open mic scene and the no, Guinness. Not, it was the Guinness. You went off on the Guinness no, there was, tangent. There was something before that. You, <laughs> but um, say you picked uh, the the music up quite late. I've only just mm-hmm. picked up picked up the uke recent, ukulele recently, and um, mm. oh, I picked it up because I thought it was going to be easy. You know, ukulele is an <laughs> instrument to play. It's going to be easy. It won't be a problem. It's only four fucking strings, and. I've been doing well. I can do the lead stuff really easy, the picky stuff. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, I'm struggling with... Well, I wasn't struggling with chords up until the other day when I had to do a B minor. And I swear to God, I'm going to have to break two fingers to get that, that chord down. So the ukulele isn't easy. No, I did try the ukulele um, at one point. I joined a little uh, orchestra in, I think it was... Was it Mosley? It was it was somewhere. Yeah, I was living in Birmingham at the yeah, time, yeah. and um, I tried to join, but then I I got relocated back to Liverpool. So um, so that was a short lived ukulele outing. <laughs> and the song that you bring in today, what uh, tell us about this song? Uh, so I really wanted. I'd had this. Uh, it was quite a 
usually my songs come quite quickly together, uh, but this was, I'd written the chorus last summer. And then, hang on, what year? Oh, do you know, when you get to my age, you don't know what day it is. And especially with the minute when we're all at home every day and yeah, you lose track of time. But I basically, I wrote the, I wrote the chorus a year and a half ago um, and it didn't, it didn't go anywhere. And I just kind of left it in my notebook as a kind of a, oh, I'll come back to that at some point. And then last spring it was, I uh, sat down and the whole song came together. And what I wanted to do was write a song that was a real sort of pick me up for people when they listened to it so that was the idea <laughs> and what do, i mean obviously you said that you you've done like you started off doing open mics do you do, you do many obviously not at the moment because you can't go anywhere but in general do you do a lot of shows i try and do uh, a variety of i try and do something every month I've got a full-time job so it's quite hard to be available for a lot of gigs out of town and you don't want to use up your friends' <laughs> patience by inviting them to a gig every week. So um, I try and do a variety of dates in, in different places when we're allowed out the house. I've actually just started doing some online gigs, which is really good fun, and I've never done before. Um, so that's been interesting because I've moved all around the country, and so I've got lots of friends everywhere, and seeing them all in one place in that feed was really great fun. <laughs> The last band I was in was uh, we, well with Wayne and uh, Neil and, and another guy with uh, Robin and um, yeah it, it just comes to a point where you, I, I'd rather not go out and do it now and just st- stay at home instead. I've got I'm at that <laughs> age now. I, d- I, don't, I, d- I don't want to go out and practice. I don't want to go oh, to no. uh, do a gig. I just want to stop in. And I think there's a new show on Netflix. I'll probably watch that with a bottle of whiskey. And uh, mm-hmm. it sounds quite pathetic, and it probably, <laughs> but um, but the, 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 that's what's happened, and I'm not apologising <laughs> well, for it. Well, you've got it. your podcast. You've got your podcast now to uh, float your boat. Mm, it's taking so much of my time. It does. I can. I can sympathise. It. <laughs> yeah. So, what's coming up this year then? Oh, go on, Wayne. You're going to say something. I was going to say, I was going to say, Jody, you're not as crazy, as crazy as Richard either. He comes up with a new bloody show concept every week. <laughs> I even come up, I even come up with shows that we don't don't put out because of fucking Sony. All day, all day, yesterday, all day, oh recording it, editing it, put it. It took oh fucking no. ages to upload. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it. I don't talk about it. So, what are you doing? What are you doing for the rest of this year, Jody? When when everything's back to normal? <laughs> when I'm allowed out? <laughs> when you're allowed out the house? When when you when you're not grounded I've anymore? Got, um, well, I tell you what. I've uh, last week I wrote a song about being in lockdown, and um, so I'm going to put that out uh, on Ditto. I put a self-published through Ditto Music, and I'm going to put that out uh, as soon as it's ready. I'm just doing some mixes. Um, with a, a remote friend at the moment. So I've got another couple of singles that I'm going to put out over the summer and then hopefully going to work start working on my debut album. Uh, so I've got a Patreon um, so people can look out for like a crowdfunding affair later in the year. Okay, cool. Well, I've got one of those. doesn't do very well, but we've got one. <laughs> Everybody apparently loves us, but nobody wants to give us money. <laughs> 
Again, I can relate <laughs> more than you know. <laughs> oh my God, Rich. We're fucking jazz musicians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're breaking up again, though, Wayne. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I've, I've, because of this whole situation, I came up with a song. I uh, came up with a song and a, a dance to go with it recently as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's well, it's more of a hum, and I sit in the corner rocking. <laughs> singing COVID nineteen. Oh, no, it's not even that. It's not even that coherent. It's more of a, a fucking child, and you're just rocking backwards and forwards. That's the dance. Really? Yeah. God. Anyway, so so you've got lots coming up. You've got lots to focus your mind on. Then while you're on lockdown. Yeah, just carry on making my music and then look forward to doing... I really love doing gigs, and so it'll be really great to uh, do some gigs once we get out of our lockdown. Yeah, you'll have to send us your gig list. We'll maybe come and see you if we if, oh, if, if we can. We try to get to as many gigs as possible because you're so local. That shouldn't be a problem, I wouldn't have thought. You just told me you don't like going out. <laughs> I don't mind... Um, I don't mind going. Are you going to make a special like dispensation for me? That's. I don't good. mind going out and drinking. I don't mind oh, yeah. going out and having to like play music and concentrate oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. shit. I just, that's too much like work now. <laughs> so yeah, and if our followers, our listeners, want to find you, they want to hunt you down and the likes. Where can they do that? Where can they stream you? And yeah, I'm in everything? all the streaming platforms. Uh, just look up She Beat, and uh, I've got a couple of EPs on Spotify and Amazon and all those places. Um, I've got uh, all the social media action that you would just desire. <laughs> I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and I enjoy uh, posting bits and bobs. I especially enjoy if I have like a sleepless in Seattle moment and I'm awake at three in the morning. I love to post something random. So look out for those. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what I'm going to do is, is something unprecedented in the recording. What we do with the interviews with the guys that have already been listened to that you haven't heard, but the listeners will have heard by now, is in the interview we ask random questions. I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you one of the random with a W, one of the random <laughs> questions that I usually ask one of them, and Wayne can ask one of his random questions to you that he asks in his interviews. Okay. If that makes any oh, sense at all. Not much, but let's go for it. <laughs> okay, so my random question to you is going to be, you're going on holiday. Mm. Money is not an object. Oh. Time isn't an object. You've got no commitments. Where are you going? Ooh, that sounds so lovely right now. Doesn't it? <laughs> I've been dreaming about... It doesn't, though, because it doesn't, at, at the moment, wherever you go, you're still going to be on lockdown there as well. Well, you've just, no, hang on. Can we add into the, the dream scenario of no, of no oh, worries yeah, yeah. on the that, money that, and the that, time front yeah. that there's no health issues either? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that goes without saying. <laughs> um, I think probably it's a toss-up because I've never been to Japan and I'd really like to go. And my sister lives in California and it'd be really nice to go and see her. And also California is just beautiful. So one of those two. Is that, okay. is that allowed? Just go to the Japanese quarter. <laughs> I think they've got a Japanese quarter in California. You can go there. Um, there's a Japanese quarter Well, apparently everywhere. there's one, a Japanese garden at Kew Gardens in London, so I was hoping to go there when the lockdown finishes, but well, I've missed okay. the cherry blossoms. <laughs> okay, so you're going on holiday. You're going to California for a week, yeah. and uh, you're taking with you an MP3 player. Yeah. And 
on your computer you only have WAV files. This is an old MP3 player, so you can only fit two songs on this MP3 player. <laughs> They're the only two songs you're going to get to listen to the whole week. Wow. What two okay. songs are you taking and why? Ooh, bloody hell. Ooh, um, I think... Uh, so I went on a California road a few years back with a best friend and um, they, the, a few songs seemed to be on the radio all the time. So those songs really remind me of the of that road trip, and they were um, Benny and the Jets by Elton John and Carly Rae Jensen. Uh, call me baby, call me maybe. What is it? <laughs> Don't call me baby. You know either. that one. Yeah, and yeah, I know. So but I think if I was going to choose, it would probably be um, Dolly Parton. Uh, what Dolly song? Jolene. Why not? Jolene's a good. Gotta be Jolene, and it? then um, uh, probably Elvis. A little less conversation. Hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> I think they're probably quite good to drive. You to. mean the, uh, the the original or the remix that was done in the nineties? I really like the I really like the remix, but I do prefer the original. Yeah, the, yeah, they're both good. To be fair, it's just a bit more upbeat, isn't it? The uh, the remix. Wayne, your random question. If you could replace one musician and play their part in a song, what musician would you replace and what song would it be? And you would take all the credit. So I'm replacing someone in a song. I'm a really big Beatles fan. In fact, she beat his, um, she beat his, uh, <laughs> my um, homage to the Beatles. And um, I would really love to be Paul McCartney on the song Oh Darling, which is on the Abbey Road album, because I... Uh, about 10 years ago I heard the isolated vocal where Paul is singing and it's really raw and beautiful and passionate and so I would love to be Paul on that track Awesome that's brilliant I'd, I'd, well, that's a good Jody. answer <laughs> You'd be yeah. Jodie on the, on the Abbey Road album brilliant <laughs> Yeah and you, you, you wouldn't, you'd you have lots of money be amazing <laughs> I'm done here I've had enough I'm going <laughs> I've got, I've got nothing else. I've got nothing oh, else bad. to say. I've got nothing else to say. Uh, this this is the end of the show. That was Jody. That was Wayne. Uh, check out jo- Jody Shebeat on all of her socials. Go and check her. Go and stalk her. Go and find out where she lives and go and play her up. She'll, oh, no, lo- she'll love that. That'll be a favourite. And what's um, home these days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And listen, go go and check out all of our other artists as well, if you like their work. And if you do like all of our artists' work today, and you, you enjoy listening to them, please purchase their work. Support your independent artists. You can find us everywhere: YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, Podcast Addict. Podchaser, Podbean, anything with a pod in it, we're probably there. So, yeah, do that. She Beat, Jodie, She Beat also has a podcast. Just check her out. We'll leave links. We'll leave links in the show notes for you. And yeah, it's uh, J- Jodie's gone. She's just gone. She's just got cut off. This has been an awful episode, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, I've been Richie. I've been Wayne. She was Jody. Thanks for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye.
catch your breath Take your time Know that I am here Catch your breath Take your time Know that I, I am right here Life ain't easy and it don't make sense no one is perfect, nothing's heaven sent No need to worry, give your head a rest No sense in crying, it is what it is We're all just trying to be our best selves Living is easy, let me show you how Catch your breath Take your time Know that I am here Catch your breath Take your time Know that I, I am right here Wanna pick you up, make you smile Just for the moment, know that I'm with you And when we're far apart, just look up at the stars Talk it over, try and keep it cool And when you're ready we can be together And when it happens know my love is true Catch your breath Take your time Know that I am here Catch your breath Would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line? You don't have to choose with Xfinity Mobile. Wireless so good it keeps one-upping itself. Most reliable based on Root's metric U.S. report. Results vary, not an endorsement. $30 per month per line when you get four lines. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.